marketing matters so much. It, it directly affects the way people feel when they're using the product or buying the product or um, going to the store, going to the location, like all of that matters so much. Hey guys, welcome to the Potspreneur Podcast. This is the number one podcast run by a construction company in Midtown Tulsa. Mm. Mm. Did, did I say that backwards there? You did, but it's the same thing. It's the same exact it's the same thing. thing. Yeah. Man, I'm. this is Tyler Dietring, and I'm here once again. Everybody's favorite. Everybody comes here for this man, Nick Burns. What's up, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I, I think we're going to have to do a, uh, I think we're going to have to do some type of collection of all of your intros for me because man they just they get more and more extravagant every single time and i'm here i mean we're, we're kind of plateaued on the extravagance i can step it up next time if you want me to okay well hey i mean yeah I, i'm gonna take a step if you up. want to challenge yourself on that let's get it yeah you know like i said last episode <laughs> we have a lot of fun stuff coming up we're just like i just love the end of the year we're just kind of winding down we've got a version of the dundies in our office that mm. i'm super excited about yep oh man <laughs> we have an award ceremony it just I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. You know, it seems like, uh, the back, uh, the back, the very end of the year, uh, in, in the construction industry seems to slow down a little bit. And I know that we've talked about already, um, you know, putting some time toward doing some extra stuff with the podcast. Mm. And I'm excited about yeah. that. Speaking of slowdown, you know, who isn't slowing down? Mm. Simple I, Simon's pizza. Simple Simon's pizza is not slowing it's down. It's all gas. No all, break. All gas, no break. Love it. Yeah. No, they 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 uh they didn't start from the bottom, but now they're here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm if I'm sure you're, if you're listening to this episode, you've most likely listened to the Matt DeMond episode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was really good to get an insight into franchising and marketing and just kind of the story of how the company came up. And I I think uh, I think there was a lot of good things to pull from that. What was kind of your first first takeaways? Um, you know, I think it's kind of cool to look at um, more of the the family part of it. You know, uh, his parents, Matt's parents, bought the company. Uh, I think he said, was it nineteen ninety one? It whenever it was, they bought the company, and Matt grew up seeing his parents run and operate and grow a successful business. And now he is a part of that business, and yeah. uh, and is a part of. Uh, continuing to run and operate and grow that business. Yeah, you know, uh, we've talked about this a lot, and I talked about this with Matt off air. But if you grow up in wealth, right, you still have the same decisions as someone who grows up in poverty. You either have to decide that you're going to make something of yourself, or you're just going to ride off the coattails of your parents. And mm -hmm. Matt is man; he's a grinder. He's got the same characters characteristics that his parents do, and I have no doubt that he is he's going to experience success. And it's not due to his parents, you know, ownership of the company. Sure. Well, I think uh, a big piece of or a big part of the the conversation we had was about franchising. Yeah. You know, we've talked to a ton of different people, a ton of different guests in different industries that have different business models. Um, and and most of that, you know, almost every single one of them not being like ours. Well, yeah. And, you know, going back, it's like whenever Matt, whenever Matt's dad, BJ, whenever he bought the company, you know, it there's there's different frames of thought. Like, are you starting a company from scratch? You're starting the branding, you're starting the LLC, mm -hmm. you're starting the, um, all of the marketing material, the systems, everything. And he bought into the company or he bought, purchased the company mm -hmm. after he bought a couple of franchises. Yep. So even he didn't start fresh. Like he had something 
at least a framework. I mean, obviously sure. that framework has changed a lot, but there was something there whenever yeah. he first started. So there's definitely two very different trains of, you know, frames of thought of either you're starting with absolutely nothing or you're starting with mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Well, and you know, we've talked to several guests about having this experience and that experience in this position and that position before they ever started their company. And those combined experiences grew them into who they became as an entrepreneur, right? And then and then through that entrepreneurial journey, um, continued to grow as well. And so it's interesting with BJ's story, he he um he bought and, and owned several uh franchises himself or several stores himself before he actually bought the the company. And um you know, he had to learn the the how to operate a single store from yeah. the ground up, and then ultimately now how uh, how they're running the entire yeah. corporate office. And another thing that's interesting about franchises is, you know, with a lot of the entrepreneurs we've talked to, we've kind of have two different people. We've got the people who they're just entrepreneurs, and it doesn't really matter what the type of business is; mm-hmm. they're just going to own a business. <laughs> then we have our other side where you know they have a very specific thing that they were really good at and they decided to venture into that and start their own business. Yep. It seems like franchises, it's not so much about you having a specific skill and you start like getting into that thing. It's more of looking at successful franchises. You mm-hmm. think that this can be profitable. Yep. You find a good location and it's a proven concept. So you're going to step into that yep. and you're really going to be making money from day one. I mean, probably not day one, but sure. It's, you're not just starting from zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you know, Matt mentioned uh, he said there's two reasons people people want to start a franchise. It's because there's a proven concept in place, and because of the support that comes with buying franchise rights, right? And that's exactly it's exactly what you're hitting on. Is like um, if you're if you're just an entrepreneur, a business person that wants to go out and, and own a business. Man, fran- fran- and you don't know what you want to do. Franchising can be a great option because you have a proven concept, yeah. and they and the support that comes. Along, I mean, they literally yeah. take you in and they teach you yeah. how to run an operation. Yeah, and deal. one of the things that was interesting, I'd never talked to him about this or anybody in franchising about this, but you know, they're very specific about the locations that they want the franchises because they've done the data, they've done this, they've looked at the stats. They know where one of their stores is going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And the people who buy a franchise, they have a lot of say in where that goes. But um, at the end of the day, like the, you know, Matt and Simple Simons, they're not going to allow a a store to be in a place where it's just not going to have any success because nobody wins in that situation. Right. Like because that that franchise, you know, they can pay all the money it takes to open it. But if that store is not successful, mm-hmm. that's that's not good for Simple Simons, right? Yeah. Well, he even said that they uh, they invested and bought some type of technology or something um, that they use specifically for that to identify. He he, I think he said, where are the competitors? Where um, where is all the traffic? What's around these areas? And you wouldn't think, right? Like Simple Simons Pizza. Oh, they're they're real estate investors, but they are, yeah, right? For sure. In some sense, you know, yeah. and uh, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another thing that I thought was interesting, we talked a little bit about branding, um, and, and there's some more notes that I've got down here. But one thing that he said that I thought was pretty interesting is that they've always, they, that they've not always probably, but uh, for the most part, they've seen like an automatic sales increase after rebranding. And he said that they typically he said that a lot of franchises do um, a rebranding every 10 years. Uh, but he said, you know, they've just here recently within the past, I don't know when it was that they revamped all of their their marketing, but um, an automatic sales increase after rebranding is pretty interesting. Yeah. And he said it could be up to 50%, which yeah. is way higher than I would expect. But yeah. I mean, 
it's, it matters so much. Marketing matters so, so much. Like it, it, it just, it changes everything. It changes your perception before you step into the door. Once you're there, it makes you feel a certain way. Like uh, marketing matters so much. It, it directly affects the way people feel when they're using the product or buying the product or um, going to the store, going to the location, like all of that matters so much. Yeah. I think the, uh, the marketing side of things is, is interesting, right? Because perception is reality. If For sure. you can run an, an extremely successful business, but if everybody thinks that you're running a bad business, well, then you're running a bad business because nobody wants to come to your business, right? We've seen a lot of bad businesses with some great marketing. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, so we, we talked a little bit about marketing. They said that they, uh, they, they kind of internally got together as a team and decided kind of the direction that they wanted to go, but then they hired out a marketing firm to help them, to help them form some of that strategy and to help them implement that. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, you know, even with, even if you hire someone who's uh, an outside agency to come in and help you with marketing. There still has to be somebody, a strong marketing brain within the company to recognize, okay, these are the options that we're given from the marketing agency. Mm -hmm. This is the one that we're going to roll with that we think is going to work. There has to be an ultimate decision maker. Who's got the vision of what the brand actually needs to look like. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. we've like last year, I, I looked at, um, slightly changing the logo and I went to a marketing agency to get it rebranded and uh, they gave me three or four different options. And I hated every single one. <laughs> I hated it. I, I, which, which is a helpful thing, right? Yeah. Which, Cause then you at least identified, okay, well, we don't like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I ended up going back to exactly the same thing I had, but just changing the words. Cause we had, you know, we had gone through a small name change mm-hmm. to be more specific to what we actually do. Sure. And we ended up just keeping the logo exactly the same because it worked. Yeah. So I, in in that way, it did help that we hired a, a firm. I just wish I didn't have to pay the money <laughs> to have them tell me that, you know? Uh, speaking of uh, hiring firms to do things, he, he kept talking about digital nets. They were casting digital nets yeah. to help, you know, with, I, I think he was talking about SEO and things like that. So I think there's- interested in that. Uh, we need to, you know what? I've got someone who knows about SEO and Google marketing. Mm. I've got somebody perfect for that. Okay. So those are two (laughs) different things. We didn't uh, specifically talk about it, but SEO and Google ads are completely separate. So when he's saying he's casting a digital net, he's talking about the Google ads. Like those are specifically reaching Mm -hmm. a certain uh, section of people. So that's just by demographics and all that. It's by demographic location, by keywords, um, all of the above. So, uh, but the SEO is more of you have to search a certain thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And SEO is search engine optimization for, search engine for optimization. those of you Correct. guys that do not know. Yeah. And on the Google ads, those are those come up before the SEO. So if it's it's a paid ad, it, it but I would love to get a specialist on here to talk about that because I think it's yeah, super interesting. I think so as well. I think that would be interesting. Um you know, let's talk about the franchising again a little bit. Um he, one thing, you know, we talked about the the support that comes along with uh, uh, buying franchise rights. Um, one piece is that the franchisers help the new franchisees implement the established process, right? He talked about, you know, the thing that comes with the the, the proven concept, right, is there's an established process of how to do this. Um, and so we asked him, we said, okay, well, what, what does that process look like? If I want to, if I want to start a simple Simon's Pizza, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, the, kind of the synopsis is like, it has to be a good fit both ways. Like yep. they bring people in and if it's not a good, if it's not a good fit, like uh, 
with the vision of what they want to mm-hmm. do and just like a good character fit, they're not going to go with that person. I think that's valuable yep. because they're not just looking for, okay, you can support this amount of money. Okay. I'm going to give you a franchise. Like it's more than that. Right. Yeah. They've got this brand that they feel like is really valuable and they have enough people who are wanting to get into it, mm-hmm. that they don't have to take everybody who's willing to write a check. For sure. I think that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So that first part he called their discovery phone call, which is basically just who are you? What are, wh- who are we, you know, kind of getting to know each other. They go through some financial checks and approval and all that stuff. And then uh, the, he he calls the, the third step, the discovery day, where the new prospective franchisee comes in to the corporate team here in Tulsa and gets to meet the team, gets to meet everybody on the team, gets to talk about the operations, whatever that conversation is, um, which I think is kind of cool. And then um, and then they sign a, a franchise disclosure document, um, which basically outlines all of the information about what that relationship within between the franchisee and the franchise uh, will be. And then I think it's kind of interesting that they've got a 10 day waiting period before a contract can actually be signed. Yeah. You know, I think um, 10 days to me, that's that's no time at all, because yeah. we live in a world where like everything is just so slow, like yeah contracts take forever to be signed. So this 10 days sounds like a very small amount of time, but if someone is just really, really ready to go, this 10 days can really, um, give that person the time, I guess, to really consider and think about it, make sure it's not just a, um, you know, a, like a, just a, a purchase that they're not ready to actually make, you know, sure. not a purchase and an investment really. Sure. Well, cause you know, that 10 days, it should be time for, you know, you and your lawyer, whoever your team is to kind of go through this. What does this look like? And then, you know, if you do get cold feet, you got time to jump out if you don't want to or you whatever. You definitely have time. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure by that time, most of the people, they know that they're ready to go because yeah. if, I mean, if you're, if you're submitting your financials and, and yeah. you've been approved, like, most likely, uh, that's yeah, you know, that's a sign that they're they're really unless serious. unless there's some big red flag or something that you find, but yeah, for sure. Um, but then after that ten day period, uh, then then is when they sign that fully legally binding franchise agreement, and then enter the process of actually opening the new location, which yeah. can include buying and or leasing the real estate, um, doing the build out, you know, all, all of that stuff, hiring new staff to come in. Um, you've got the whole process that follows after that. Um, I mean, man, talk, just think about like the process that, you know, because I know Matt, uh, has been a big part in building the process for franchising, right. Uh, it's streamlining that process and making that more efficient. We, we talked about that a little bit, right. From the time that somebody calls in and says, Hey, I'm kind of interested to the time that they open a new location. He's talking about how can we shave off as much time yeah. to make it more efficient? Well, and that's important because, you know, he's saying that they want to get to a thousand stores Yep, and to get to a thousand stores. I mean, they have to do like a hundred and more than a hundred a year just to get to that number. Yeah. And that's just an insane amount. That's opening two stores. Like, just think of, let's think of it's a hundred, you're opening two stores a week. And that's just an insane amount just for Matt and his team to be doing that. Yeah. Um, and you know, on the other side of it, kind of like what we talked about earlier about them being selective and who they choose, it could, I could imagine that they can have the, um, kind of they can almost want to just allow anybody to do it. Anybody who can write a check, right? Yeah. Which it, it kind of shows that they, they do have a lot of character. They do follow the values because um, they're turning people away that it may just be not be a good fit, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that that's, that's important to remember. Um, I want to flip the script on you a little bit. Flip it. What, uh, what do you think are some of the cons 
of of owning a franchise, right? Like obviously you you don't have a you don't have a hundred percent control to to just do whatever you want yeah. to do. Um, I mean, what, what are some you don't have hundred percent control? I mean, the brand, if like let's they're going to make decisions for you. Let's yeah. say you don't agree with, let's say a new product or a new item or. In their case, let's say they change the recipe and you're like, well, my people like the recipe, right? Yeah. Or let's say they enter into a new agreement with a different type of um, pizza sauce. Yeah. And you're like, well, this pizza sauce was great. Yeah. I'm sure that they have input in that. Sure. Um, but I'm sure that the franchise is very yeah. um, specific in all the ingredients and all the recipes and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just on a very basic place, you know, they're taking profit. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, taking profit off of what you could be making. So you can think, um, whenever you're in it, you could be thinking, well, you know, this money that I'm paying them, I could just be taking it for myself. Right. Yeah. Um, which they're providing a lot to receive that profit. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I wonder, uh, let's say, let's say somebody, you know, started, uh, started a, a simple Simon store somewhere here, just here in Tulsa, wherever. Right. And they ran it for 10 years and said, you know what? I want to go do something else. I'm ready to kind of get out of this business. How, how does somebody go about selling a, a, a franchised uh, location? I wonder. Yeah. I don't know that question. Hmm. We should have asked Matt that. Interesting. That's a great question. I'm sure that there's, I'm sure that it's the same as um, buying into the franchise. I'm sure that whoever's buying that franchise has to meet the same requirements. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's also the the possibility of corporate purchasing that yep. um, before it goes out to the open market for, but, first right of refusal but or, it sounds yeah. like they don't they're not in the um the game of buying stores i think they're very much focused on franchising all of locations out sure but i'm sure if there came a situation where some financial issues came up and someone had to close the store i'm sure that they would figure something out yeah um we did get to talk a little bit a little bit about sales um, you know, one of the things we, the main piece that we hit on here is my, my one note is, you know, even if you don't get the sale, you're getting the rep, right? Yeah. For um, sure. we, we also talked kind of about podcasting a little bit at the very yeah. end and how, you know, just talking about what it is that we're doing can help you to kind of refine the yeah. language that you use to communicate what it is that we're doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was talking about, he's got all these people that are calling in that are interested in franchising. And, uh, he said, I think he said, he's got to get, he's got to get nine no's before he gets to the yes, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, you know, that, that those nine no's previously, they're not wasted time. They're not wasted conversations. Yeah. The reps that he yeah. gets an opportunity to get better. Yeah. That goes back to the blacksmith roofing yeah. conversation where, you know, they're getting so many no's, but there's so much value in a no, because you can look back at that no and you can say, well, why did we get turned away? What was it? There's so much value in rejection and mm-hmm. losing and yeah. it hurts in the moment. And you're like, man, that just really, really is not good. But what can we learn from that? What, what did I do wrong? Or was it just not the right time? Not the right moment. Yeah. There's so many different uh, possibilities. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, whenever you get into this, you're not thinking whenever you get into sales, you don't think about all the rejection you'll face. Right. Sure. Um, but it happens. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, we were kind of on that same note when we were talking about this, uh, Matt was saying that you got to put in the time and understand what you're doing in business in order to communicate it at a high level, right? And so I think those two pieces go hand in hand. It's like, okay, let's put in the time, try to understand what we're doing so that we can communicate at a high level and then just go get as many reps as we can. Yeah. I mean, just think think about it whenever you first started. Um, could, would you have been able to give a sales pitch? No. I heard you try. It did not no, work. No. But like you've been <laughs> in it long, much longer. You understand what we're doing. You understand what we're trying to sell. You understand what we're doing. 
so you can fully give that pitch. But whenever you first started, it just, it wasn't there, right? No. <laughs> like even if I were to give you a script of what to say, it wouldn't go well yeah, because you didn't believe it, right? Yep. Like it in your heart, it you did not have that passion. You didn't un- didn't understand. You didn't yeah. know what didn't know what what I was what we yeah. were doing. You yeah. know. So if they sure. were to sell somebody, if they were to hire somebody to come sell some franchises, and they didn't know pizza, they didn't know franchising, they didn't know people, and they didn't have the same values, it wouldn't work. That's right? tough. That's a tough gig. Yeah, they they've got <laughs> to understand the business to be in sales, and um, you know, sales is tough. Like sales is really tough. Yeah. You have to have passion. We talked about that so much. Mm-hmm. You have to have passion yep. in what you're selling. And guess what? Matt's got passion for pizza. Mm. I love it. He's got pizza passion. He's got pizza passion. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of having passion and continuing to, uh, I don't know if you call it uh, beating your head against the the wall of sales, right? Because you do face a lot of rejection. Uh, Matt said that he wakes up early and he established a routine that he tries to follow every single day, no matter if he's traveling or on the weekends. Um, I think that's huge, right? We talk, we've talked about wind stacking multiple times. Um, waking up early and getting things moving, getting your brain working and oiled up before the day actually starts. Yeah, you know, the only part of the day that actually belongs to you is the time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And why is that? It's because other people aren't up. They're not doing what you're doing or what we're doing. Mm-hmm. People are not getting up that early. That's why nobody's calling you by sending emails at that time because nobody's up. Nobody yeah. like nobody's interacting. Yeah. So that's an opportunity for us to get up and own that time and take advantage of it because other people are not. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it here with this. Um, Matt said that one of his favorite quotes is the secret to all success is the reserve of readiness. I love that. Mm. I love that. I like it too. I want some pizza. <laughs> you know, one thing he said also is, you know, whenever he was a kid growing up, like, and I remember this, it was like, he was the coolest kid ever. Cause he could have a pizza party anytime he wanted. It's like, dude, that's that's incredible. Like having a pizza party. Mm. I mean, they got wings too. You know, they, they do got have wings. they got wings out there. Calzone. I mean, they got some good. If stuff. this doesn't make you want to get a pizza, then I don't know. <laughs> go get yourself a simple Simon's pizza. Yeah, actually, buy yourself a franchise. That's what you need mm. to do. Just go get. Just go get a franchise. Just go buy. Call one. Matt and he'll yeah. give you a franchise. Call Matt, no big deal. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was a fun conversation. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was interesting to have a conversation about franchising. You know, I'd not really talked about it or thought about it too much before. It was interesting to learn. Yeah, about. and I, I liked focusing on a certain subject rather than you know we talked about his the the history of his company, mm-hmm. but also kind of like to focus on, um, you know, something more specific of franchising. Sure. I look forward to doing that more in the future. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have anything else to add here. You want to lead us Guys, out of this? This has been another episode of the Podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.